And we're back with the Dr. Z show. Before anything else, Jacob has a random fact. So there's a Dead Cells speedrunner who beat the game in like four minutes and 18 seconds. What? Yeah. Four minutes. There's a, there's a glitch that teleports you straight to um, the timekeeper, and then he knows how to skip the boss fights. And so he skips the timekeeper, goes through the high peak castle, skips the final boss fight, and ends the game. It's awesome. Does he do five cells? Uh, I think he did that on zero cells. Um, but still, four minutes. Ooh. Oh, he he did a five he did a five boss speed run as well. Did that in sixteen minutes. So he's great. So it, wild for like secret back, backstory DLC information. Like, remember the early episodes where Jacob was like, "Ah, dead cells." Like, I'll get to it. Like eventually. Motherfucker now has like 300 hours and uses his free time to watch Dead Cells speed runs. And I, I mean, when, when you only have I hate being right minutes. all the time. It's <laughs> you exhausting. Only have to spend four minutes doing it, watching a Dead Cells rerun. I mean, that's fine. The speed run. I'm so sorry. Rerun the speed run. Whatever. <laughs> speed run. The rerun. Speed run. <laughs> Reruns of the yes. speed run. We have a guest. Okay, yes. so we have a guest. Our guest is a Harry Potter expert. This is, the Harry Potter, this is the Harry Potter episode. We yeah. know that. And that was discussed, I think. Did we discuss it? I don't think so. No, we didn't. No, did we literally, right, literally like Potter three days ago, you were like, what are we talking about in the episode this week? It's, it's, it is the nerd shit. The nerd shit. It is Harry Potter and the whatever it is this week. So... <laughs> We have to get through our initial host questions before I can ask the the big questions. So our new our new guest host question. Two weeks in a row we're doing this. This is spicy. unprecedented. Uh, yeah, okay. Spicy is a shorter. Well, word. now that people actually have time to like participate in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're all still stuck in our houses. Because our the houses pandemic is occurring. Except now that you're actually in your house, and I'm actually in my house, right? Uh, and actually be in our stuck in our houses, yay! Except some of us still go to work even on Sunday. Oh wait, that's me. Just yes, me. It's I think it's just you. Yeah, it is just me. Uh, I'm literally the only person that works on Sunday. No one else anywhere works. No, nope. in the nope. whole wide world, that's it. No. No. Yes, literally out of world. seven billion people. You have to thank him for your electricity on Sundays. <laughs> Any food? That's him. I generate the electricity. I run on this big <laughs> hamster wheel for six hours. While every. making other food. Like, while... Yeah, while doing things. While delivering, yeah. Oh, like great, I'm great at multitasking. Yeah. Obviously. It's horrible. Um, okay, so, questions out of order. Because oh, Jacob's okay. difficult. Um, what is a useless skill you have? Okay, the useless skill that I have, useful for me, useless for everybody else, I can get six people ready and out of the house in 15 minutes. That is impressive. Three of them are smaller than you, though. So, no, no, that's important. That's really important. No, this is, this is such a useful skill. I, I disagree that this is useless. No, that is vital. Vital. I agree. I have no and other useless skills that I can think of. Jacob, what's your sister's record time? 
record time for getting ready and getting out of the house? Yeah, she has, what, six now? Five? Oh, heavens. I don't know. Um, you, you don't know how many kids your sister has? I think it's six. I don't know um, how many kids. No, I, mean, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head how long it takes her to get her children ready. Like, Guys, I can list I'm not, my cousin. I'm not ask her. I gotta know this information. I gotta know this information. This is information I need. I gotta know. I have the need. Ask, ask, ask your brother-in-law to time her. That's something I'm sure he would love to do. Just because it's don't help at all. Just here. time. <laughs> he can be the 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 official timekeeper of the getting your children ready and out of the house races. Yeah, six kids. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure, but that's that is many children. Yes. One more, one more, and including both of them, they'll have enough for a baseball team. One more. Yeah. Oh no! What did she say? She said one more, and they become your parents. I was like, oh no. <laughs> See, I'm I'm more okay with like a weird legal guardianship change than I would be with them like metamorphosing into my parents. Oh. <laughs> That'd be so bad. I'm like, <laughs> reminds me vaguely of the Nancy Pelosi thing, which is still horrifying. It's. It still haunts my dreams. So we've established that Brittany has a useful skill, which means if she can't think of any other useless skills, that she's just essential. <laughs> I am in nursing school. There you go. <laughs> okay. Moving. Okay. What is a pet peeve of yours? My biggest pet peeve is hearing people chew or drink. Like, it is literally the worst thing ever. They, I told you, Jacob was gonna enjoy that yeah well not enjoy it you cannot enjoy it together i, I enjoyed the connection but i i also I hate that thing together. yeah no i i okay. i i get that does anyone here's here's a question though does anyone like that i don't know if anyone likes it necessarily does anyone like enjoy <laughs> hearing other people i would venture i would venture i guess so, for reference, if I ever look this direction during this episode of the show and say something seemingly random and out of context to Claire, it's because she's watching the Shawshank Redemption for the first time, and every single event in the show is, like, the worst thing that's ever happened. Because she's just like... Ah, ah, ah. It's kind of entertaining, actually. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. She's never read the book, though, so... I mean, the existence of, um, Twitch streams where it's just people eating food... Someone's that's like into a it. thing, though. That's like a... Isn't that like, like a sex mukbangs. thing? Mukbangs. Well, that. that's what well, I call it. So mukbangs is not a sex thing. Uh, but I'm sure people use it as a sex thing. Mukbangs are just... It's a... It, it began as, like, a cultural... Not a cultural, I don't want to say cultural thing. It began to gain popularity in like several Asian countries because they hate the idea of eating alone, but they don't want to actually eat with other people. So the idea is that you eat a meal with someone else just via a, you like watch someone eat while you are eating. Reminds me of ASMR kind of. It's, it's, a, it's like an ASMR adjacent kind of thing. Yeah. Audio to, audio to make you feel comfortable. Right. 
But yeah, no, I would be willing to venture, aside from just, like, people eating with other people virtually, that it's a sex thing. Okay. For me, I think it's because I was raised in a house where we were told, like, whenever we would, you know, smack our lips while we were eating, or our mom would just be like, hey, don't do that. It's not cool. And we're like, okay. So. Yeah, I was raised in a seen and not heard household. So, any mm. noise. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No, no noise November was every month. Basically. <laughs> All the time. I mean, I just don't enjoy wet noises like Jacob, that. are you okay? No. <laughs> what is wrong? Um, or like, We're here to help you. <laughs> miming May. You know, those, those classic <laughs> months where no one makes any sound. It's in January. It's a whole month. You March, don't even notice it goes March, by. Miming May. And always November. Absolutely. I mean, I get the day of silence, but like... <laughs> so, no noise November. Everyone seven. shut the fuck up. Okay, moving on. Moving on. What is something that you like that no one else likes? Hmm. I like being in school and learning things. And I've had a lot of people like, I hate school. It's awful. I'm so glad I'm not in school anymore. And I'm just like, I like learning things. No, so. I feel you. I feel you. Like, I, I agree. That, it, this is an unpopular She agrees that you also, like learning things. No, I also like learning. And people don't like, and a lot of people are like, why do you like school? It's like, I just like learning, learning, man. Like, and homework's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like, in comparison to, like, I don't know, paying taxes and, like, well, yeah, okay. Having a job. Being an adult. Yeah. So, what is something you dislike that everyone else likes? The Walking Dead. Can't do it. I get it. No, we've talked about this on the show before. Have, I don't think yeah. anyone on the show likes The Walking Dead. Not anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not anymore. I like season one? Dude, I, I couldn't even watch. Like, I tried to it's watch so it. so boring. I watched it's so not boring. about zombies. It's not about The Walking Dead. That's also not what Alexandria looks like. It's also... It's, it's just... It's The Walking Dead personalities. Michelle like, Carl! But, but everyone Carl! on the show is so boring for so long. Like, it takes them so long to become interesting that you're just and then like... they die. Well, yeah, but usually you're completely disinterested in the show at that point because you're just like, what are these people arguing about? Why do we care? I, I, when I was still working at Jimmy John's, I still fully had people who, like, co-workers who watched the show and talked about it every week. With yeah. excitement. My twin sister loved that show. And I'm like, no, sorry, can't. Girl, bye. It's bad. It's bad. And she should feel bad. <laughs> Not good. What's it's funny is they bad. did feel bad. My coworkers did feel bad about it. That they watched they like, it? They were that... like, we know it's garbage, but like that doesn't mean... Like, we've already invested this much time. Like, I'm, I, I like don't hate it, but I know it's bad. So okay. it's like watching the... So it's like, it's like people that watch The Bachelor or The Bachelor. Yeah, for sure. They know that it's garbage, and they feel bad about it, but they're like, I'm, I gotta watch it every week. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, moving along. 
What is your real life D&D alignment? And you must provide an example. This took me a hot second to figure out, honestly. Um, I would say neutral good. Um, because... Okay, all right. Sorry. Um, because... She's a parent for one. Like I will do anything for the monsters that I can, do regardless. And also, um, nurse. Well, future nurse slash future midwife, helping people. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. So why does that make you neutral good and not like lawful good or neutral? Like... Well, I mean, because more like it. I will do whatever it takes to make sure this good thing happens for, well, sorry, make sure to take care of the, the monsters and my people. Like, I will take care of the people, my people, regardless of what I have to do. To I agree with this, because I, in my opinion, lawful means... I think Jacob and I are thinking the same thing. In my in my head, lawful means you do whatever is right by society standards, but not necessarily what's right for people but yeah. chaos is more of like i do what's right for people and only what's right for people and like neutral kind of meets that in the middle in my head at least on the good spectrum i was thinking like oh no my kids need pencils for school like <laughs> i'm gonna steal them from my neighbor like <laughs> they're all out we'll supply. <laughs> yes it's obviously the pencils i had in mind Jacob, yeah, that's not what I was thinking, but uh, or kill someone for <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Whatever, Mostly. whatever. Like, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I'll kill a man. Like, uh... I, more their well-being, and maybe. Wait a second. See, whenever in school, time to kill their cheek. Whenever I think of the like chaotic good thing, I just think of that image of the little girl surrounded by dinosaurs and she's like crying. <laughs> Have you has no one ever seen this? So it's like this it was a post I think originally from like Twitter or Tumblr or something. I saw it on Tumblr and it was um I found this little girl wandering around a Toys R Us and she couldn't find her mom so to trap her and make sure she didn't move i put tyrannosaurus rexes around her <laughs> and i went to go find her mom so the image is just this girl in a circle of tyrannosaurus rexes crying <laughs> but like, he's, like they're gonna go find her mom so like it's okay <laughs> like Instead of bringing the child with them, they were like, this child can't move. Let's keep it in this aisle, surrounded by Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's chaotic evil. No, it's chaotic good, because they were doing That's it. That's not chaotic good. No, it's totally chaotic good. They were, try they were trying to bet they were trying to protect this kid from going anywhere and getting further lost and running away. How, how lost can you get inside a building? You would be surprised. Pretty damn lost. <laughs> no, but like, especially like a Toys R Us. Like, it's one floor. There's it's a like lot one of giant eyes. room. But like, but just like put someone near the door. Like, there's only one door. But kids are going to go in and to the out door. Of also, there are multiple doors because there Several are back doors. rooms, bathrooms as well. Yeah, just bathrooms, radio. Bathrooms, like, all of them. Like, radio security. You know that that real hardcore <laughs> Toys R Us security. Question of how do you deal with a lost 
is worth it as well. Oh, now I have to. Now I have to find this just to like prove that I. Hold on. Prove that there wasn't like a dream yeah. you had where you no, saw this image. No, I know image. it's real. <laughs> Okay. All right. And as an aside, as an aside, while Abby is playing Animal Crossing, while I'm thinking of this, I don't, I still don't have peaches. I need peaches. Oh, really? You yeah. guys got to mail me some peaches. I know. Peaches. Are we going to mail Yeah. yeah. Just, I just, just mail me one, and I'll, I'll figure it out. No. Make it happen. Right now. So, is Brittany's right biggest nerd brag the fact that she knows? so much about Harry Potter that we're having her as a guest? Or is it something else? Well, part of my biggest nerd brag, definitely Harry Potter, but also I'm a big, like, science and math nerd. Like, I took college-level calculus for fun in high school, just because I wanted to. And that she was real interested in Fry's Navy engineering experience that he talked about last episode. I have a lot of friends that are nukes, so yeah, I was actually like, holy shit, no way. They're actually nuclear warheads. Yeah, you have to, you have to be careful if launch codes are ever used, like Mike will just like, <laughs> take off. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I found the image. I've seen this before. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's horrible. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> See, that's chaotic good. Um, okay. She was trying to find. They're fi trying to find this little girl's parents. Oh, okay. Also, like respecting the stranger danger thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean the. Kidnappers will be afraid of the T-Rexes as well. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines if a parent saw someone with their child, they'd be like, what, what are what you doing? What the fuck are you doing with my yeah. child? Exactly. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like, so. T-Rex is definitely a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to do it later. I don't think I've actually seen your cat, by the way. Side note, tangent arm real quick. It does, it does. Oh, it's gone. I like how Jacob moved that way and the cat just moved behind him. Just kept moving. Yeah, I don't moving. think I've actually visibly seen your, your feline companion. Hello. So look at this, oh look at this adorable little kitty. Hello. Like the fish tag. Collar of fish. The fish, the fish name tag is fantastic. It kind of looks like a submarine, too. It does kind of look like a submarine. I can see that. Like... In a cartoon, but not like yeah. an actual. Also, obviously. the little socks on on the feetsies. Right? Yep. Little like foot socks. The foot socks, as opposed to what other kind of socks? Well, because there's like you know, how there's like ankle socks and like knee socks. There's like little, socks. little baby socks, little baby feet socks. Yeah. I'm so glad someone I understands. What, I know exactly. Thank what you. Saying. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Obviously, I'm not crazy. <laughs> did we cover all the questions? I think we did. Yeah. Did we? 
no, no, yeah, no nerd brag. No, we did a Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. We can actually talk about Harry Potter now. Don't confuse me. <laughs> you have done right. that yourself. <laughs> so, the first thing we're going to do is hang Jacob from the yard end because he's not actually finished Harry Potter of the books or the movies. Shame. So we'll shame him. Yeah. Shame. Shame. Okay, shame. now that's done. Yes. <clears throat> okay, now that that's done. Questions. So, Harry Potter is like... That's like... It's like up there with like Lord of the Rings. I, I put it like up there in the same category as like Lord of the Rings and like Star Wars. I feel like it's a level one nerd. And now, like, like now so Marvel, now yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, like not it's so before. mainstream like, that, like, everyone kind of is on the same page of, like, yeah, Harry Potter, I know about that. Yeah, that's, like, the nerd shit. I'm a couple yeah. hundred pages behind everyone, though. <laughs> you are. So you're not, like, a real nerd? Like, get off this podcast. <laughs> that was interesting. No, Brenna accidentally brings up an interesting point, though, because I was, like, I was talking to my wife about this and, like, what we were going to talk about on the episode, and I think I think when I was texting Brittany, or it might have been when I was talking to you, or it might have been all three of that, but definitely at least when I was talking to Claire, like, I'm trying to think of a way to put this, like, that it doesn't sound like gatekeeping, but I can't, like, think of a way. I, I, I wasn't able to come up with a way that didn't sound like gatekeeping, but, like, there's, like, as Brennan put it, there's, like, the level one people that, like, know about, like, they know about Lord of the Rings, or they know about Harry Potter, or they, like, know about Star Wars, they, like, know about Marvel. And then there's, like, more, like, levels. You can definitely, yeah, you can definitely, like, with, I feel like, as a general concept, you can be, like, you can be like a casual nerd or like a like an like a like a hardcore nerd, and I don't think any form of it is invalid. Like, okay, Claire, like, Claire like, told me Claire told me it sounded like gatekeeping because I like because like there are people that are like, oh yeah, like I love Star Wars, and I'm like, it's gatekeeping when you say like, oh, I've you've only read like five of the seven Harry Potter books, like that's stupid. Well, I would say like there's people who know. We literally all just said that to Jacob though. <laughs> but we were also all joking in like a safe environment and none of us are actually gatekeepers and I do want to hear we what put this on, to say. We put this on the internet, so it's is it safe? This the between the, the Skype call is safe. Okay. If people I, rail us on the internet, like whatever. It's just the internet, it's fine. If it's I'm gonna get railed, it's look, if I'm gonna get railed, I need it to be in person. And it needs to be at platform nine. It's recorded. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good. Okay. Wait, Abby has commentary. There's people who know the name of the sport that Harry plays, and then there's people who know the name of Lavender Brown's bunny that she's working yeah, like, in book three. Exactly. There's levels of being a nerd. There's there's people who can tell you like what Polyjuice Poly Potion does, and people who can tell you what is in Polyjuice Potion. <laughs> Fair. Okay, that's a good. Yeah. Okay. Like. Okay. There's like, yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff. And then there's people who are like, mm, I'm a Hufflepuff because of this, this, and this, which are the actual tenets that Helga Hufflepuff herself has, like, instilled into us. It's like, yeah. There's levels. But in the same way of, like, like... There's layers. More, yeah, there's layers. Like an onion. 
like cakes. Everybody loves cakes. How do we always get on the Shrek thing with this? Um, I I almost feel like we should do an episode on Shrek now because it's also like a a cultural staple. But that hurts my feelings when you say that. Why? Why does that hurt your feelings? Okay, this isn't the Shrek episode. We'll talk about it not at another time. Probably not. No, I want to hear why this hurts your feelings. We're definitely I... talking about this. Here, hold on, hold on. Uh, Abby has a really good point as well. She said that Shrek brought subversion into the mainstream. Yes. Like sub- subverting, you know, tropes and expectations. There's a really good video on it that I could send. Underline I really want like someone to come into your room and take that completely out of context and be like <laughs> like I imagine I imagine your boyfriend like walking into your room and being like, What the fuck? Like I mean that would require what? people to come over to my studio apartment. That's true, which is not a thing during quarantine. So that just Although- has to stay there like forever. My my friends here in Lexington do simultaneously love and hate on my whiteboard lists because I have several of them and throughout my apartment. You have several whiteboards with several different lists on them throughout well, your apartment. Well, because there's like there's like this is my like regular like things I need to get done list, and then I have the like specific like things I need to do in my apartment list, and then I have like my grocery list, then I have my calendar. I relate it's my, so hard. It's my attempt at becoming an organized person. It's no, not has, working. She has her list list. <laughs> list of lists. It's, and it also includes the music of lists. Yes. Oh. And my listless feelings. We've broken Anthony. Quick. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Sometimes, sometimes when I talk to you, I'm like, you haven't changed in like seven years. And other times I'm like, you are a completely different person. This is this is the former. <laughs> what is that? It's the picture. It's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And it's the only picture. And it's beautiful. Yes. 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 So, um, it's illustrated. They did a whole series. You of opened it to a page that didn't have any illustrations. Well, there's, there's pages with illustrations. It's beautiful. I love it's, it. Oh, the Dursleys. Ugh. Please, please sue us. It's on my list of things to buy. I think please sue us. Favorite. Did you say please sue us? <laughs> yeah, please, please sue us. I bought this from the studio that I filmed it all at. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I could go get my. I could go get my. Do I have my? I think I have my. Ooh. My wand from Harry Potter World here. Okay. Anyway, while we're on the topic of J.K. Rowling and her like suing people, this episode it for one there's two things here. One, this episode is not sponsored by Harry Potter or by J.K. Rowling. Are you saying Harry Potter the person did not sponsor? No, yes. that, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. The Harry Potter franchise. It's like a, it's like, yes. It's like a yes. You know no, what I mean. One, Don't the do Wizarding that. World of Harry Potter has not sponsored us. It's not sponsored by J.K. Rowling either. Because first thing we need to do is nail J.K. Rowling to the wall. Like, metaphorically, I mean, I feel like J.K. Rowling, like you we say don't anything, really have to. 
Because a lot no, of people... Well, like, specific... Okay, let's like, specific things. Like, the thing you brought up. Like, what, what was the what, thing the that you brought that up specifically? Okay, you gotta explain what a TERF was, because a, a lot of people a don't... trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Which means... Um, which means that she is a hardcore feminist and, like, believes in that or whatever. However, she does not include trans females in that blanket of, like, women's rights or equality. So, basically, she's saying, like, trans are not equal people in the world, like, in the world in general. Which is just super wrong, because everyone's a person no matter who you are, how you identify, or what you believe. Unless like, you were Hitler. No, you're a robot. Hitler's a person, and... No, he's and, a robot. Oh, okay. Then you play Castle say, Wolfenstein. Like, Hitler's a person, and that's why we can't, like, minimize the evil that he did. <laughs> real history. Mecha Hitler. <laughs> Wolfenstein is real. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, didn't you know that they had, like, the future steampunk technology? Yeah, man. Uh, and they went... Then what was that movie about them going to the moon or something? That, was, that, was, based on, that was based on actual events. The, the point is, J.K. Rowling is kind of a garbage person. And by kind of, I mean a super terrible garbage person who, like, needs to check her privilege. Here's here's what I hate. And this is this is this is what I will always like it it puts a bad taste in my mouth anytime I bring up or talk about or hear people talk about or see like anything Harry Potter related is I always think of like her like revealing stuff about Harry Potter like years and years and years later on Twitter. Like, there might have been a Jewish student at Hogwarts. Like, no, there fucking wasn't. Like, if there was, you would even have wrote if, that shit into the books. Well, even if like, there were, it wouldn't matter. In, in, in the context of the story, it didn't matter, right? The, and what's, what's frustrating as well is she did have some inclusion in the books. So it almost feels like the, the Parvati twins. Okay, yeah, no, okay, that's like, right. Like, some, yeah, sure. I'm not saying, or like, uh, like, uh, Dean. Like. What about Dean? Dean was black. Oh, like, okay, I was like, matter. what about like, him? I was like, oh, what? Like, it, by her doing these weird, like, posthumous reveals, it, like, undercuts what it was actually there. Well, and if, okay, so. There's a popular theory just, that Hermione just, Abby, just come over here. Yeah. Just be on the show. Just be on this episode. <laughs> just be on come this episode. Like, I knew, see, I knew Abby was going to have so much shit to say about this episode. I was just like... Just, as, just, as the resident just, librarian. Just come over here. So, there's popular, like, conceptions that Hermione is black. And that would not be a problem on its own. But all the writing about her curly hair and how kinky and frizz, frizzy it is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. If she was black, it would be so racist. It would be hold on, mid-sentence. Mid-sentence yeah. mid interruption. I forgot what I was going to say. Shit! <laughs> Post-sentence interruption. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, and, and that's, that's and the weird... So racist. Yeah, Wait, I remembered. I remembered. Yeah. Okay, so, it is it is it racist that all of us are white and we're discussing how it would be racist for Hermione to be black? All the yeah. hair politics are really, really problematic if it's a black person. 
No, this is okay. us in this is us accepting and acknowledging our privilege as a group of white people. And then and then when she becomes pretty is when she finally straightens her hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's deeply so, upsetting and, and incredibly So if she was black, that would mean that rejecting her kinky natural hair texture would be her conforming to Western beauty standards and finally becoming pretty. Beautiful. I'm oh, sorry, her what hair texture? Kinky the traditional that is, that like is an accepted way to refer to ethnic hair like it can be it means that it's like, yeah that it's got the curls and the, and the texture. also like if your hair doesn't have like kinkiness to it then it cannot actually form dreadlocks without doing white people dreadlocks which are the crazy like matted you have to Which leave are an abomination and terrible, and no one should yeah. ever participate in. So it's what that. makes it so that the hair locks together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's because it's yeah. like Lego pieces. Like it has like little. You know, yeah, I get it now. Okay. And I'm okay. sure that they uh, use a word to describe her hair, maybe in the book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like. Yeah. It. it the words mean something else now, but okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, point. Yeah. I. I, I agree with that. But but I have another question. So what did what did JK Rowling say about Do you want me to read the tweet? Specifically or, or about like no. Hermione's hair or the fact that she's Sure. Where are we going? Where are we going no. with this? What did did she say anything specifically about the about Hermione being black? Like so because it's, they it's didn't they cast did they didn't they cast her in Cursed Child in Cursed, Cursed Child, Child she is, she's yes. she's played by a black person and that's a not a problem but to say that she is okay she's like oh like she could be whatever is it just a cheap grab at inclusion without actually having to confirm anything or write it in from the beginning yeah no I agree same thing with Dumbledore being gay yeah I was gonna bring that up. Um, well, okay, so, and I, I the, the somebody's, other, gonna, some, somebody's gonna have to, like, I would say record I'm, this, I'm looking but up. we're recording this right now, somebody's gonna have to, like, record that I'm defending J.K. Rowling, because this will only happen once and it will never happen again. Is it ever, like, is it ever blatantly described that the Weasleys are white? Um, let me see. And they do have well, they, hair and most they, of them. Have freckled skin. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. described as pale with freckles and and and, and ginger. Which, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So so her yeah, yeah. So her lazily including the like things about Hermione, like oh maybe she's black, also like lazily gets her like the interracial relationship points inclusion. Which, like, I don't have a problem with if it were written in. Like, you gotta, like, if you want, if you want those, like, brownie points or whatever, like, cultural points there, you gotta, you gotta write that in. Like, one or two sentences, like, it's not hard. I don't think it, here's the thing, though, and I think this is also something that we need to consider as, as a group of white people. The default is not white. 
right? Like when you're reading a story, the default is not a white person. The, the, whatever whatever the, the description is, it should best fit whatever is described in your brain. And like, I, I know, uh, I ran into this problem like a lot and I've been trying to fix it myself is like, however a character is described in a book is what they look like. And like, we can't just fit that to whatever best fits our brain as well. Does that make sense? Kind of. I think I know. I think I know, I know exactly what she's saying. Like, I will always picture in my mind's eye how the person is described in, like, in, like, in the book. I won't just immediately default to, like, oh, it's just a white person. or It's a whatever. white person with weird features. Like, no. Like, right. and when I was younger, like, because no one teaches you these things really like that's kind of where my brain was just because that's what I knew most easily growing up a white person mm. but but then like I reread Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief recently Percy is very mixed and like I didn't think about that until recently Percy's a very mixed character he's uh Afro-Hispanic I believe if I'm correct question so they just don't address that in, in, book. in video games you can release dlc so how does that work with where are you going with those well, with books like so if you want to retcon yeah if you want to retcon world building stuff like it's acceptable like what media is it acceptable to do that in okay so here's where i was going to go with this i'm so glad that you brought this up because i super like got into it with my wife the other day about this and like we had a big fight about it jk rowling has the laziest world building i have ever seen in a in a series yes the laziest world building she only built what she needed to build but but here's here's where here's where we're coming back around to that she built what she needed to build for the books at the time she wrote each book, yes. right? And so, two things. First thing, here's here's my here's like one of my big problems with that. First big problem with that. So in the first two books, Azkaban is never mentioned. Yes. The Dementors are never mentioned. You think that you might want to tell this person who's just recently finding out about magic. That there's like a literal demon that will suck out your life force if you do magic outside of school. Like other than it like being like whatever, like against the rules, like whatever. A literal demon will come and suck out basically your soul. Well, that's... Like you think you might want to fucking mention that to a child. So Dementors aren't the people who enforce the magical law. That's exactly what Aurors do. So the fact that... But it happened... But that was a fluke. That was a fluke, and that was the um, the ministry framing him. And also on the get out of control for various other reasons. Okay, still point. Things things that are that are huge, are like giant parts of the world, don't exist until they need to for plot and that happens in other things like in Frozen 2 suddenly there was this whole 
long story and knowledge about people who have magical powers in the woods. And it's like, you didn't think of that during the first movie ever. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, the, I'm, I'm, I got more. That's not my only one. I got more. Port keys. As like magical devices. Yeah. They only exist in the fifth, fourth book. As like the MacGuffin item that they need to make to make the the story make sense. No, she underutilizes her own world building. Yeah, the like you know are never helpful? mentioned, and and correct me if I'm wrong, they're never brought up again. No, they they do exist later, but only like in the tiniest of ways. Where it's like ah, like we're gonna do a port key or whatever. In like you know, well, like a port key but, could have literally fixed ninety percent of the problems in like the seventh book, because they were like, okay. it's gonna be a long journey. It's like take a port okay. key with you. Time turners. Now time turners break everything the most. Time turners break everything where, the most. Where are rare. they That's in all of the books? But she has one. But Hermione has one. No, Dumbledore gave it to her, and then I believe took it back then, after her. Then year. where did it go? That's a great question. I can't. He didn't use that. it when he like knew that Snape was gonna kill him. He wasn't like, "Oh, better like not die." Well, like, no, the, he. Whenever Snape was going to kill him, they talked about it. They had that conversation. He knew it was coming. Like they agreed on it, so Draco knew, didn't have to do it. He knew that the death he, because he knew that the Death Eaters were gonna come for him, and he knew they were gonna try to get Malfoy to do it. And so he knew that Snape was, like, in on it, but not really in on it, because he was, like, a double whatever agent. But he couldn't just, like, escape? Like, he couldn't have left? No, because he, they needed the dead body of Dumbledore to prove... To keep Snape on... Basically, on the Death Eater side. To, like, prove, prove that, that he... Loyalty. Yeah, to, to, like, protect his double agent agentness. But also to save Malfoy from having to take a life. Basically, like, the like Harry Potter books do not stand close scrutiny. No, they bumblefuck around an attempt See, at and this a is, And this is my problem with it, because it, it bothers me so much. Like, people, people will, like, defend all this stuff about, like, the other schools and, like, these, like, little, like, the time turners and, like, these little bits and pieces... But if you look at it as a whole, it's a fucking mess. It looks like Castlevania 2. Like, it's a disaster. Like, it's just... Like... Uh, and, and it it makes my head hurt to, like, try to so... think about all of it together. Like, all like the other schools. Like, they're not, they're not mentioned, ever. Like, until, until they become relevant. And then they're gone. They disappear, and then they come back again when they're relevant again. But also, and they don't even would... come back. Like specific characters come back. I'm sorry. But just... well, why would Harry I'm need to know about a school in Germany and a school in France? The one defense that I can come up with for this is that Harry is a jock and not a nerd, and has always been portrayed to be kind of an idiot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's why he is unaware of things. Information comes to him as it is necessary for his brain. <laughs> and subsequently forgotten. Correct. There's also, like, you know, convenient protagonist syndrome where it's like, they just... Yeah. And too much exposition is delivered by him 
overhearing things around corners or in an in invisibility cloak or something like the invisibility cloak is the single most irritating fucking item in that entire universe. I'm so glad, like, I was so glad when they got rid of it. It's, it's fucking, it's like, uh, uh, you want to talk about a MacGuffin item? Like, ah, uh, the amount of times they just, like, lazily use it to drive the plot forward is just, ah, uh, it's, oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. Uh. But how else would they have got driven the plot forward? By by cleverly writing some other shit, like you have infinite creativity. Magic is like magic is the infinite creativity. Like it is, it is the fucking it is the Plato creativity. You're also talking in, about a in, woman. In other, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me get through this. So magic is magic is the fucking infinite creativity. It's the etch a sketch, the Play Doh, the whatever. It's you could get whatever the fuck you want out of it, right? Okay, yes, we agree. Sort of. Yes, kinda. Okay, yeah. Kinda. Okay. Point. And and lightning will strike me as soon as I finish this sentence, but like even fucking Doctor Who has more rules. Nope. No, I disagree with that. Okay, <laughs> why? Why? Because it just doesn't even really pretend to care about any kind of logic about how science actually is. Everyone from Gallifrey's dead, except one. Except more. Except okay. others. Okay, time out. All of the dollars time are out. trapped in the Gallifrey time bag. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I am, I am, I have won. I have won now a six-year-old bet with a now ex-girlfriend about getting someone else to say something negative about Doctor Who. It took you this long? I will happily- It did! And that's what pisses me <laughs> off. It did. Because everyone's like, Doctor Who's fucking amazing. I'm like, duh, but it's lazy. And everyone's like, well, but what about, but what about all this we other stuff? I'm like, no! Just talk about how bad Doctor Who is. Okay, no, this isn't, this isn't the, this isn't the, this isn't the bad Doctor Who episode. That episode's coming, I promise you. No, it has Pretty to. Pretty so angry with me right now. Not yeah. the point. Not the point. So, okay. So, magic... Back back to my original point. Magic is the fucking... It's the, the Play-Doh of, of the world, right? You could... You could yeah, do anything. You could do whatever it. you want. Mm -hmm. Yes. Spellcraft is... Indoor magic. plumbing. With Play-Doh. <sighs> get it. Indoor plumbing. Let's not talk about those tweets by J.K. Rowling. Okay. Okay, we... So... So let's 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 take another let's take a look at some examples. So Lord of the Rings, right? Everything in the Lord of the Rings universe has rules. Even the magic, even the like wildly powerful like MacGuffin, whatever it is, everything has rules. But right? it's all super boring. Yeah, it's so boring. Not the point. Yeah, we know he's He's good at world building and writing, but he's well, I would bad at telling the story. Because one can say that that kind of meticulous overplanning does make things that are internally very consistent, but can take some of the spontaneity and fun out of a story, which you can't deny that Harry Potter has. There's a lot of okay. sparkly Which is things. why, like, meeting somewhere in the middle is the key for storytelling, right? Okay, moving on. The f Star Wars. This is my other example. Star Wars. The Force. There are rules. It 
there are there are rules that it follows within the universe. But there are also midi chlorians. <sighs> but they're brought up, and the rules of them are followed in universe. You okay, but do we? You can't deny that, though. Okay, but do we want to talk about the rules of the force? Because we can talk about the rules of the force. How oh, force not. lightning is a bad thing, but mind control is a good thing. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's pretty jacked up in that way. You really don't want to get into this with me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We can you talk about. You really the don't want to get into this with me. <laughs> there are. You rules. really don't You're want right. to get into this with me. There are rules. You're right. Okay, sure. but the rules, but the rules are followed, right? They're established, and then they're they have yes. continuity. Yes. Yes. You're right. The rules in Harry Potter don't fucking exist. There aren't any. They just fucking do whatever they fucking want. And every book is like, oh yeah, there's this other stuff, and then it's like I said, it's not brought up again. Why is that? Because so, it's lazy okay. writing. I would say lazy world that that is the case is you have to consider where Harry Potter comes in at in the history of and tradition of children's storytelling. Mm -hmm. Because this was one of the first times that this kind of world building and thing had been really embarked on in a large, you know, hundreds of pages book series for kids. Because yeah, like intended for kids. And, but, and if you yeah. read examples that are also like it. The Wizard of Oz. But have you read the later Wizard of Oz books? They yeah, are they're so garbage. bad. They're so bad. They are <laughs> like garbage. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like it's also, the same yeah. See, this was this is my other thing. C.S. Well, Lewis, The Chronicles of Narnia. There are rules. Yes. And the rules are followed. They're well established. Those are In rules the first that exist. Three books. The first three books, they get rough when we get to Prince Caspian. Am I right? <laughs> but I haven't read them. <laughs> I mean, they're they're partially they're partially written as like kind of the the joke and tense, arguably homosexual friendship between C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. That's neither here nor there. That's not the point. You heard what I said. I said what I said. Um, <clears throat> but, like, nothing, like... <sighs> so, I, I get where you're coming from, right? Like, I agree. And I think part of that, too, is I don't think she intended for this to become popular. I don't think she had... I don't think she thought she had to world build in the beginning. And that and was I, that was Claire's argument. And that yeah, was I don't think she like, I don't think she understood how to world build because she was just writing for fun while unemployed. Like she thought, hey, I'm gonna write a kid's book. And I don't think she understood what that meant. There are a lot of things that are meticulously planned out and that are foreshadowed. Like you learn yeah. about you learn about Dumbledore's fight with Grindelwald in the first book. Mm -hmm. It's on his, like, chocolate frog card, and you do learn about a lot of things in advance. Like, when you reread the first couple books, you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea these seeds were planted this early. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that are well-planned, but there's just so much in all the books. 
And a lot of it is like just, you know, made as jokes on existing things in British culture. Like Spello tape is just cello tape, which is their name for Scotch tape. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of the things are just jokey joke nonsense that are just put in as like, you know, puff filler, like, oh, like vampires are casually mentioned as having existed in book two and in book six. But you never see them ever again in the rest of the series, really. Like, how much of a role do they play in things? But we see so much of werewolves. And well, like, because we have Lupin, yeah, and like, yeah, because we have Lupin. Which is okay. If we're gonna talk about lazy writing, Remus Lupin being a lycanthrope is the laziest writing and foreshadowing I've ever heard. And you cannot, you cannot fight me on that because it is oh, yeah. Remus Lupin. Well, Part of it is that's just how British people name characters and stories. I know, I know, but that doesn't mean like, it's if good. You read enough things by British people, they're all just, it's always like, okay, what's it in, what it is, what, what is it in Latin? What is it in French? What is it in Italian or Greek or Old English? Like, it's always that. And it's something that I don't think American authors do as much. But yeah. I've discovered it's just a big thing with British authors and British kids authors especially. All I'm saying is, is that's how I write my D&D backstories. So, like, if you're using the same technique for a D&D backstory in a large-scale book... I think that the justification she used later was that, like, wizards take their kids to, like, mystics or whatever who give... who, like, consult with, like, name kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I guess your kid's name is Wolfmoon. Like, Wolf Wolf, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I, I wonder what that means. And then he gets bitten by a werewolf, and it's like, oh no! Looks like <laughs> wolf, wolf. who could have seen this coming? Yeah. Okay. I don't so, know. so here's like, here's like kind of the point of all this to me is like. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Harry Potter, like, they're enjoyable. They're enjoyable books. They're enjoyable movies. But, like, but are they good? Oh, I this, would, is, this I is like, still, this, is like the, this is like the, the point that I want to get to. Like, Harry Potter as being a great book series forever. I will never defend J.K. Rowling. One thing, they're super immersive. The character writing is fairly deep. Like, they have different genres and moods explored in all of them. Like, Harry is a character who manages to not be that necessarily clever or, you know, strong or much. It's a story of friendship. It's a yeah, story... You do learn... Found your... family. <laughs> yeah. It explores, yeah. Um, like, some of the deeper issues, too, as far as, like, racism, as far as, like, mudbloods and purebloods mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's put in a way that children can really understand. Um, and Questioning the government? Yeah. Yeah. Question the government, Earth. everybody. Yeah. Question the government. Realize that your society is built on the labor of exploited, underprivileged individuals. Like, realize like, that even yeah. as great as your society is, like, there are things I about knew we were going to get to the house elves at some point. Yeah, house elves. House elves. They're a very, they're a recurring theme. Dobby, 
Master has given Dobby a sock. Dobby is free. Like and the movies don't have Winky, which is so sad because Winky yeah. gets just drunk off her butt on butterbeer and is just crying. And it's one of the best chapter heading images that Marie Grimfrey ever made. <laughs> I I was a little pissed about that. That the entire like subplot of like Hermione freeing the house elves never comes up in the movies. Like, it's never even, like, mentioned. Well, and the complicated relationship that other house elves have with the idea of freedom. Because Dobby is, like, really gung-ho. But it is But then you have things like, uh, oh, like, who's... (sighs) What's the house elf that works for... Creature. Creature. Creature loves being a house elf. Like... Like, hates the family, but but, like, understands his duty or whatever. Like... And loved Regulus. Yeah, and loved yeah. Regulus. Hate Sirius, loves Regulus. And you see, know. like, you know, how Sirius is a good person for the most part, but he's still really crappy a creature, and that bites him in the butt in the end and gets him killed. Yeah. yeah. And you can see, like, there's characters who are not, you know, a complete binary of good and evil. Like, there obviously are people who are just pure evil, like Umbridge and... Voldemort, and they're evil in different ways. And then there's the evil of ignoring, you know, the problems, like, the bad government. Yeah. People who aren't... Right, because you could easily argue, like, Fudge is also kind of evil. Mm -hmm. Because he's he's trying to perpetuate the system. No, he's selfish. Yeah. And the first chapter of, I think it's book six, it's called The Other Minister, and he meets with the prime minister of like London, of like England or whatever. Mm-hmm. He meets with some prime minister in England. I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to assign a specific, you know, locale to his jurisdiction. But that's a very good chapter because, and there are a lot of really good moments like that where it's not focused on the main trio and their, you know, congenial classmate trio shenanigans. It's a politician explaining to another politician that everything is messed up and then just both of them feeling smug in their own weird ways and like you know just having kind of just that dreary adult conversation where they're trying to feel a bit superior to each other and mostly just seeing that life is terrible yeah okay and who doesn't love, like, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the little skinny book before, well before all the other crap happened, that little tiny just thing that was... The idea of, like, Newt, this guy who just wants to understand these misunderstood creatures and, like, help and, the creatures become more loved. Yeah. Well, and then there was, just, there was just a little tiny book that was published for yeah. with, like, that in Quidditch Through the Ages. And like I all, of, all the things I knew the exact history of Quidditch and the only type of sport that I know about. <laughs> or like Beatles or like Beatles Grim Tales. Stuff yeah. like that too. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I grew up with Beatles Grim Tales too. Like I had that and it, like all that money went to charity and stuff too. Like there's weird things that like like it, it JK Rowling is such a strange individual because like she's done good things but is a bad person in a lot of ways. Like I don't know. She needs to support Scotland becoming independent. She said she's done good things, but she's a bad person. Yeah. 
Well, mm-hmm. it's like she's just shifted more towards the lawful evil. Well, not, maybe not even lawful. I don't she know just, what her alignment is now. Neutral. It, it has shifted all over the place. Yeah, like, like she gets spurts of being a good person and then says, like, oh, dress however you want, but you're not a woman. Like, it's weird. Okay, so I can I can get behind I can get behind the book series being good. Like the book series are good, and the movies did their best to interpret a lot of information into a short period of time. Movie yeah. three is garbage because book three is a like suspense thriller novel. Yeah, is not conveyed well in the movie at all. I do like the of, I do like the supercuts of all things, things. I do like the supercuts of all the movies, but especially the Half Blood Prince one, where they turn it into a trailer for a romantic comedy. Yes. Yeah. So. Let's see if we can let's see if we can nail this down and sort of like pinpoint this event. If you want to call it that. When did Harry Potter become popular? Like, uh, like I mean, like, I mean, like, real pop. Like, when did it reach that? Like, I'd say two thousand two. Why? Yeah. So because I, it took a couple years for the book to get really, really mainstream. Like, yes. it was still kind of under the radar when my sister's fourth grade teacher was like, "Hey, Rachel, was- you should." Read this book, Harry Potter. It wasn't really until the second movie came out, which was around 2002-2003. Because I remember after that point, my uncle was a a Borders club member, and they used to, like, there would be, like, massive book opening, like, books, like, events and stuff, and he would always, yeah, book, one of the only midnight releases, the Borders midnight release for book four. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge event. The well, that was a huge event, and I... Crowd. Oh, sorry. The first movie didn't have a huge crowd, because I remember I went and saw that. And it was, you know, like, a well-attended movie, but it was not, like, rabid hype. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't I didn't find out about it until the second movie came out, because my dad was like, I watched this movie on TV the other day, and I think you would really like it. Let's watch the first one and the second one together, and then let's read the book series. Because at that point, the third one had come out. So, and the fourth one was about to come out. And when the fourth and fifth came out, with the huge Borders releases, my uncle was a member of, like, Borders Club, and, like, got all of the, like, cool things. And I just remember having this, like, big Harry Potter poster from one of the midnight releases, like, on my wall for... Until I moved out of that apartment, like... Yeah. We were on vacation when the fourth book came out. We were Actually, no, we were, like, road tripping. So, mm-hmm. like, when it came out, my dad, like, stopped at a Walmart and, like, bought the book and then brought it in the car. And so, because we, you know, obviously would not be able to wait. Yeah. And then yeah. we had to just try to finish it. And we bought two copies of book seven, because otherwise we were going to kill each other. And we nearly did anyway. No, that was, that was what happened, was... um. With my dad and I, too. My dad and I would, were both, like, very big fans of it. And w- when we were reading them together, we would buy one copy and he would read it to me. But once I got to, like, book f- four or five and I started reading it myself, 
we we were not allowed to talk about it until we knew that we were at the same point and like one of us would end up renting the book from either the like local library or from the from my school library and then we'd take turns like i don't know like renting the book and like talking about it it was i also had to like i think it got to a point too like for Accelerate like the like star reading programs and stuff. I had to like rent a book from the library or like borrow a book from the library to do so. It was weird. So I had to like borrow the Harry Potter books from the library and then one book ac accounted for my whole year of star reading. It was great. Yeah, I literally ripped the door off of. Okay, so <laughs> my little literally ripped a door down. I did. <laughs> I did. It was a weak door, I will say. But my <laughs> it's a weak sister, door. My little sister had book seven, and it was past her turn to have it because we had done a church service project in the morning that it came out, which I thought was poorly planned. Because if there's anything that members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints love, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is a her. weird fact. Uh, I as an aside to that, uh, my dad, when we were on a youth trip, like for church, he went out at midnight and got copies of book seven for a bunch of the kids on the trip that we were on. So yeah, so I come home from this trip, like from the from this like service project project where we were beautifying the high school grounds, and I was like, okay, now I can finally read it. And then my mom was like, oh, so and so called needs a babysitter. You're gonna babysit for her, and I was like, fine. But when I get home. <laughs> And then I Read got, this book. and then my little sister was reading it, and then she was supposed to only have it until, like, 10 p.m. And then at, like, 11, I was just going insane, and so, and she had locked her door, and so I did rip it off of its hinges. You're <laughs> 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 Oh my I'm gosh. trying to really, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say, but it did happen. I did break the door. <laughs> I had to wait for, wait to read the seventh book just because um, one of my best friends was like, I'll let you borrow it because we didn't have the money to buy the book. So she's like, I'll let you borrow it. And I got it and I read it in like two days. Yeah. Uh, in my extreme, just like rage and impatience, I read it in three and a half hours. That's impressive. I am thoroughly impressed. That is amazing. Three and a half hours? The entire book? Ah, no, her sound cut out. Oh, no. Oh, no, the sound cut out. What did she say? No, it's gone. Wait, okay, now it's back. Now you're back. Yes, okay, you're back. Yeah. Uh, Abby said that her useless talent yeah. when she, like, on the first episode that she was on when she answered the questions was that she can read really fast. That's true. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, if you're like a speed reader, yeah. Did you absorb the book very well, too? Yeah. Or just, okay, just like, good. She slept next to it and took a three and a half hour nap. It was... No, my dad was like, so it went into her I, mind. I always questioned those types of things. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so sad when Fred died. And he was like, Fred died? And I was like, oh my gosh, you are. <laughs> that. That hits me very hard because I am a twin and it makes me very sad every time. I mean, I just cried a lot because Fred was my time. favorite twin. 
didn't think George was as interesting as a of a character. <laughs> I... Okay. <laughs> but I so, can't imagine. And that that the like interaction between the two of you, and then including Brittany and the three of you, when Jacob and I are just like, yeah, I get it. That that's sort of like where I wanted to sort of like wrap all of this like sort of together. Mm-hmm. And that, like, yes, you can argue that Harry Potter, like, has lots of problems. Like, yeah. there are a lot of holes. There's a lot of just, like, fucking about with the rules of the universe. Well, like, like, the world most... was built poorly. J.K. Rowling is a shit human being. Like, on and on. But it's, like, and this is, like, nerd culture kind of as a whole. Yeah. It's, like, those little things about what you're interested in that, like, bring everything together like it yeah. brings people together like growing up like that, I, that kind of yeah. like warm and fuzzies yeah warm and fuzzies like and, and like for me it was really hard too because i didn't enjoy high fantasy when i was younger like it, it i just couldn't get it i couldn't relate to it i couldn't enjoy it when i was like up until like i mean even pretty recently like i mean i i just wasn't a huge fan of it but things like Percy Jackson and Harry Potter that were like it was like the real world quote unquote with fantastical aspects to it that's always like very cool to me like that's always been like very fun and like stories that you can be a part of or like like in a weird way like cartoons like totally spies and stuff like that too like it's yeah. like the real world with a fantastical like, like yeah, urban fantasy is my favorite totally urban, spy- yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say two things. One, that's not high fantasy, that's urban fantasy, which is different. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm two. saying urban okay, fantasy yeah. is no, what I, I understand. like. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. Second, you keep bringing up Percy Jackson, and this was, this was like, one of the last things that I wanted to touch on about Harry Potter, is that, like, you can sort of, like, blame, I don't know if that's, like, the right word, but, like, you can sort of blame Harry Potter, like, coming out, becoming wildly popular, making a bazillion fucking dollars, and, like, J.K. Rowling continuing to be a garbage person on Twitter. Like, you can blame all of those events for, like, the sudden and, like, wildly popular influx of... And I'm not saying this about Percy Jackson, but just in general, because Percy Jackson was very good. But in general, like, wildly garbage, like, random YA novels, just, like, fucking avalanching over everything else because they're trying to, like, ape well, what, I, what Harry Potter achieved. And I yeah. don't all of, of my like, extreme popularity. Some of them are cash grabs, and some of them are just schlock, but for a long time, people could not publish literary fiction for children. If it was yeah. over a certain page length or a certain level of complexity, it was never going to get published. So that's and, and I think because Harry Potter was so wildly successful it really opened a door and that's why we got like an influx of things like yeah like Percy Jackson like Artemis Fowl um like the Eric Rex series like stuff like that where it was Skullduggery mm-hmm. Pleasant also if yes you uh City of Bones and stuff like that too like, so and this is what I'm saying is like like there's this like avalanche of garbage and then like there's the little pieces like Percy Jackson and Arnold's Fowl and Skulder. Like, you can pull out the little bits that Let are, like... Let me tell you, though. Kid, the like, diamonds in fiction, the, like... 
pile of garbage. Before the nineties was already an avalanche of garbage. I read all of it because I read so fast and so much that I read stupid books from like the I read bit like Bitsy and Tasty or whatever like those freaking. I imagine Abby, like, in a library, like, doing the, like, little Tasmanian devil spinning thing, and, like, being, and, like, then, like, coming out, and, like, being, like, more books, I need more books, like, and all the books behind her are, like, torn to shreds, because she's read them all so fast. There were kids who refused to believe that I had not read every book in the library. I was like, no, not all of them interest me, and that's too many books for me to have logically read. And they were like, no, you must have read every book. <laughs> yeah. But because I, that's, that's the things you believe when you're like seven, right? You're like, oh man, my friend reads really quickly. Obviously, she's read all the books. No, this was what every I was book that's ever existed. <laughs> Basically. Um, a lot of my thoughts about just kind of topics that we've been talking about are in the episode where we talk about writing. Yeah, not a storytelling episode. Uh, because I'm not, I'm not like a a, a potter head. I think is the, that's the term. That yes, that was the term. Um, it's that one. So, Make sure you put the er or the second the ter in there. So otherwise, it means something else. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew um, and know too much about those books. Uh, so but so I feel like everyone's had a rant except for Brittany. Uh, I want to know. If Brittany like has a rant, or if she feels like things have been covered in a way that like satisfies like yeah. oh yes like those that's what I agree on. Real quick, to be fair, Abby Abby was on this episode. Abby, you're on this episode now, and the three of us, and especially the four of us all together, is like very extreme. And this is Brittany's first episode, and her first time meeting the three of you. So just. We're sorry. Oh no! Yeah, I'm apologize. I'm, I'm gonna apologize for everyone. No, like, I told you. I warned you. I did apologize at the very beginning of this when I was having all the technical difficulties. So, like, yes. I tried to stay out of it. I mean, I'm. It's fine. Like, just it's just my personality type where if everyone else is talking, I don't talk over people. It's just not the kind of person I am. Um, but since I've been called out specifically, um, I don't really feel like there's a whole lot that I need to rant on at this point. I feel like a lot of it has been covered. Um, you all said it pretty well, better than I could probably at this point. Yeah. Side note, my dad had this crackpot theory for years that Hermione's cat was Harry's mom. Even though it's stated many times that Crookshanks is a boy. Yeah. People had some weird people had some weird theories about Harry he Potter. Said Crookshanks is yeah. Lily Potter, and he was so shocked and disappointed that Crookshanks was not an animagus of any kind. And it was just a somehow smart cat. I mean, that would be just a wild, like, you want to talk about like a MacGuffin. Like, that would be wild. I mean, it's, it's like, really disturbing that, like... That's something else that that's never brought up. Peter that Pettigrew that, was, like, sleeping in Ron's bed with him as a little <laughs> cat man. Sharing <laughs> the bed with an yeah. a boy. Like, I, like to, <laughs> I like to ignore the ramifications of Peter Pettigrew. The ramifications? That's, that's a sentence. That, that's just a sentence. <laughs> this, is, this is something else that while and we're on the the implied bestiality of Dumbledore's brother with goats 
Oh, no, it's that's there. Also, that's also a thing. We're not going to talk about it. While we're on the animagic subject, though, this is something I wanted to I wanted to mention before when we were talking about inconsistencies between the book and the movies. Wasn't Rita Skeeter like a beetle or something? Yes. Yeah. Never she, once like that's how she movie. like got all this like weird yeah, she like was a bug. So she was bugging their rooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's how she got all this all like conversations yeah. that like only two people had together. They were like, how does she know? Like, that's never mentioned. She's just no. an, an irritating character in the movies. Yeah. And I thought, that, like I thought that. that could have been more interesting they also never from a movie did. aspect if she had been, like, if that had been mentioned or described. They never explain who the Marauders are. Nope. That's nope. true. They literally, they're that's... like, this is the Marauders map. <laughs> who are the Marauders? We don't know. Cool. Why is it relevant that you, Harry Potter in particular, have this map? Yeah. It's conveniently left out. Again. I How mean, much is again, the map actually used outside of that book? I mean, so, it is used. It is used several times. Um, well, a couple of times. Um, yeah. It's like, especially pretty... useful to track the whereabouts of people when they are doing... Um, the you know, they use it in Half-Blood and Prince a bunch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. They use it in Half-Blood oh, yeah, right. Prince to track Snape. Okay, okay. All right. And well, it's, it's been a little while since I've read the book. Showed up on that map in Ron's bed. Yes. You just like are gonna keep bringing that up now. <laughs> it's because it's a plot hole. He showed up on the map even though he was supposed to be infamously <laughs> dead. People knew his name. But he was a rat, and he climbed into the pothole and hid from everyone. <laughs> again, again, the ramifications of Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Alright, so, before this gets worse and more into the words that I'm not even going to say because they're going to get the video doxed, do we have final thoughts about things other than what we just discussed for the past too long? Brenna, we'll start with you, since we'll go in the, the, the circle. The video games are garbage except for the Quidditch game? Hey, Harry Potter- Hey, no Potter. explanations, no Fly fighting about this. That's a fight. Those are final thoughts. Okay, She's entitled to her opinion. You know what? The first game was cool. I did play that on, on, on Game Boy, but then I got the I, fifth I, game, I, and the fifth game on PS2 was complete yeah. trash. You're also complete trash at video games, so that might have had something to do with it. Well, no, like, okay, but I could finish the first game. Point. And I I finished Skyward Sword. I could not finish the fifth game. Let it go. No. (laughs) Never. Brittany, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I feel like the books were good for what they were, um, and for the audience they were made for. uh, And uh, the movies were also good for what they were and the audience they were made for. Yeah. As an aside, I don't know how I feel about a movie that takes up someone, like, someone or a group of people's, like, literal entire life. Like, especially the main three. Like, that was their whole life. Like, the movies were their whole life for, like, their entire childhood, like, like into their later years. Well, I mean, it's like, imagining also... that is, like, kind of heavy. I mean, only Daniel Radcliffe became an alcoholic. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> and I Jacob. think Rupert Grant just gets to live his life now. 
in an yeah, ice cream yeah. truck. Yeah, Rupert Grant, I think he and his, like, I don't know if they're married or what, but he's expecting a kid. Yeah. It's girlfriend, yeah, I saw that. Jake, and then Final Final thoughts. Thoughts. Uh, I can't get. I can't get. Yeah, past okay, yeah, right. You don't get final thoughts because you didn't. I, you yeah, don't know I can't anything. Get past chapter one of book six, and uh, everyone tells me to skip it, but I'm like, wait, what? But I is, can't. Isn't that the the other minister one? Yeah, it's, it's a great chapter. It bores me so much. Jacob, Jacob, if I can read New Moon. <laughs> I, I can read New Moon five twice. Oh my gosh! I can read New Moon. If you anyone can read, can read the New first Moon, chapter. you can get through I'll one chapter. Yeah, you can do it. Well, New Moon's a quick read because, like, there's nothing when there. I, when I finished, New Moon took me nine months <laughs> to read. When I finished Breaking Dawn, I was so disgusted. Yeah, uh, it was I, bad. That, I don't want to. All of it was bad. No, we're not turning this. We're not, we're not turning this into that mo- into that <laughs> my, episode. My point we're not even is... gonna have that episode. Oh, no. my final my... thought is, my first concert was Harry and the Potters, and on, like in an Mine autograph too. that they signed, they said like beware like Death Eaters. Fox News is the man, and I love how liberal they are and always have been. <laughs> As in like. Fight the man, like that type of. Okay, thing. I was like, oh, I got it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And I was concerned for a second. No, no, no. They are the most liberal, and it is amazing. I feel like we should do an episode on fandom nerd music. music. On nerd music, yeah. That's that sounds like research, Jacob. I know where you're going already. I know. We're going to do it. The proto-men for two hours. Yeah, no, we're going to do it. We're not no, going to talk about the proto-men for two hours, but we'll do it. We can, we can mention the proto-men for sure. We'll, yeah. we'll, that'll be the next the next episode or the episode after that. We'll, we'll talk about it in the future. And we'll talk about it after at, when we're off record and not boring everyone to tears. So, my final thoughts on this. I'm, I'm glad we had the discussion we did. Like, I'm also glad that I didn't have a heart attack, like, ranting. Because that's, like, what I was most worried about, was just, like, becoming so angry. And just, like, alienating the entire audience about it. But, like, yeah, Jacob. Very funny. Um, I sort of, like, basically completely agreeing with Brittany. Like, I appreciate it for what it is, and not what J.K. Rowling is, like, trying to turn it into now. Like, she has a bazillion fucking dollars, like, she said really stupid things very publicly. Now is when you pull the Bill Gates and you step back and you just, like, leave it alone. Like, just, just walk away. Just and donate all of your money to charity away. and actually, like... Well, yeah, actually, like, be a fucking a real human place. being. Don't turn into Jeff Bezos. Well, I think but that, that's an entire um, different episode. Bill Gates already had the three ghosts visit him in the night. I think that she hasn't quite had that moment yet. Is that why he stopped jumping over chairs? That might be that you might have something there. (laughs) So, so well, so okay, so if this is happening, then I get to be the ghost of Christmas future with the cool Grim Reaper costume, (laughs) and I get to like float in menacingly. Um, We can do the Muppet Christmas Carol and. Jacob and Abby, you you can be the uh, the guys with the chains. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, His like Bob 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 Marley. I was Jacob Marley. Yeah, yeah, that one. 
Exactly. That's, and that's why. Z was the only one who got it in the audience that night. Yeah, we've come full circle to the namesake. This has been the Harry Potter episode of the Dr. Z Show. Please don't kill us for the horrible things that we said. Thank you, Brittany, for being on. Thank you. It's my pleasure. For something. Nice to meet you. I feel like we should actually talk about Harry Potter, because I don't think we actually talked about Harry Potter in this episode. We did. No, we did. We really did. most important thing, which is that he's actually a jock and not a nerd. We did bring up the most important thing. Which is why it's such a cult following for everybody. This is the end of this episode. Jacob. Adios. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Dr. Z Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook or YouTube at the Dr. Z Show, through email at thedrzshow at gmail.com, or on Twitter at thedrzshow1, the one like the number. And please leave a review if possible, on whatever listening platform you use. Thank you.